just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, congratulations to, I don't know, because they scheduled the tip-off past 9 o'clock. But a double shot of guests today. Action Network's Darren Ravel on Tiger not wearing Nikes at Augusta. And Brian Butch on why college basketball needs more love during the regular season. All that plus just when I thought I was out of the yard work game, they pull me back in. Your 40-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, April 5th, 2022, thank you for downloading. Yes, it's 8 o'clock in the East. I overheard, you know, Ernie and Kenny and Charles in the endless pregame, and it's 8 o'clock, and I'm not even sure exactly when the game starts tonight. It's hoping it would be reasonable, and they say, about an hour and 20 minutes from tip-off. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oop, wrong soundbite there. Sorry about that. Didn't have it on the right path. Good Lord, what is happening in there? There we go. That's what I meant to play for you. 9.20, scheduled tip-off in the East. The amount of whoring for the television networks and the television dollar knows no end. But don't worry, tomorrow, after it's all said and done, I'll get Notorious J-A-Y on, and we will recap the championship game and one shining moment. By the way, Darren Ravel will talk about one shining moment as well when I talk to him in just a second. But let's start with this. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. I thought I had bought my last stupid piece of outdoor power equipment ever. I have everything I need. I got more stuff I don't want. I got stuff I should be outsourcing to other people who do it for a living. String trimming, string trim, string trimming, blowers, mowers, pole saws, edger. I mean, I got it all, and I don't want any of it. So I thought I was done. But then my wife said, "You know, I wouldn't mind having one of those new battery-powered blowers, so I can use it to blow off the porch or the sidewalk or whatever." You know, when you're not around, when you're out of town. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, my wife just asked for a piece of outdoor equipment that she could be doing some sort of outward. I, I'll be right back, honey. Get in the car, drive to Lowe's. This would be akin to me asking her a question about vacuums. If she didn't run out and buy a vacuum immediately, and then say, here, okay, here's how it works. Here's what you do, blah, 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 blah. You'd be crazy. So I went to go get the Ego battery-powered leaf blower. And I said, well, if I'm going to get the leaf blower, I got to get the string trimmer. And I started debating. Do I get the combo pack with the clearly lightweight string trimmer and the lightweight blower combo pack for $299? Or do I step it up and do I get the 
$300 string trimmer, which is the most expensive one they had at Lowe's. I'm not sure if they make one that's more expensive than that. And the nearly most expensive blower, the second best blower. And I say, okay, back in the game. Got them put together. It was quick and painless, very simple. And I got the batteries plugged in, charged. They charged up pretty quickly. They're huge batteries. And I used both items, and I was like, all right. Seem okay. Still feel like I'm missing some power on my Shindawa string trimmer, which still starts fairly easily for me, although I think my wife would have trouble figuring it out. You got to prime it. You got to toggle it. You got to kind of do a half choke. You got to pull it. You got to hold the thing. You got you know, to tickle it the right way, but she's never going to do string trimming. String trimming is a nasty, brutal job. Maybe the worst outdoor job there is. But the blowing, you know, she had a hard time getting the, the, blow, the, you know, the leaf blower started because you do have to prime it and you have to kind of put it in between the t- full choke toggle and whatnot. And you have to give it a few pulls and then you finally get it going. Then you got to ease off the toggle and you got to get it. And then it runs out of gas and which, which is the gas, whereas the little can of it, it's the two stroke. So it seems like now is the time to get out of the gasoline powered small engine game for good because the battery tech is good enough. And I think these two new implements will do pretty well. I'm not going to go give away or sell my old implements. I don't think they would be worth anything. Who would buy used equipment like that? Donate them, right? I should donate them. But the notion of tending to tiny little engines, some of them two strokes, some of them not, and the gas and all the things that can go wrong, hoses, starter bulbs, ignition wires, ignition wires, fuel pumps, carburetors, exhaust mufflers, and on and on. Even though, i got to say, my leaf blower and my Shindawa string trimmer have not given me any problems, and I have not had to have them repaired or maintained in nearly 10 years. Now I must resist buying more stuff that will fit these batteries, because you know that's probably coming. Oh, and one more thing. Uh I saw a bald eagle on my property. Angels singing. The goat of available American birds to be able to spy with your own eyes. Maybe the California condor would be above it. Although I don't live in California, so you can't ask me to see a condor. This thing, you know, of course I got 10 acres and I got some big 80, 90 foot sycamores in one corner of the property. And so I've seen a fair amount of birds and some pretty good ones. Seen an owl, seen a bunch of red-tailed hawks, tons of turkey vultures. They're all over the place. They're, they're no big deal. Seen a spectacular white blue heron that flies around from time to time. Saw a pileated woodpecker. Did not see the ivory-billed woodpecker. That would be next level. Had a bunch of blue jays once to descend upon my bird feeder. And uh, I caught nine of them in one Photo frame. I would go, ha ha, I got the baseball team. There you go. Wild turkeys, uh, evening gross beaks one, once paid a visit. That was wild. Of course, I've got my purple martin colony. I've got some barn swallows. I actually once saw a kingfisher down by the creek. He was making this noise. I was like, what is that noise? And so I think I got a picture of it, and then I went to the book, and I'm like, what the fuck is this bird? And it was a kingfisher. I haven't really seen an Oriole on my property. I know you can get into the Oriole game by putting out the fresh fruit and dealing with all the wasps and the grape jelly. I just haven't really taken to it. But fucking bald eagle on my property. I was rolling around on the mower, getting the first cut of the year in. And this thing took off from one of the sycamore trees, and it looked like a 747. The biggest thing I had ever seen. And right there in front of me, you could see it. Big, majestic, white head. I'm like, bald eagle, bald eagle, bald eagle. <laughs> my wife was inside. I'm fumbling around for my phone. I'm about to try to call her. Like, look out the window, bald eagle. Flew over over to a neighbor's property, to a farm nearby, kind of disappeared. I was waiting, waiting, seeing maybe he would look back. He didn't, but we'll see. Pretty damn cool. All right, 
Tiger Woods played a practice round on Monday, and it was a madhouse at Augusta, as as expected. But what people were sort of buzzing about leading into the start of the week was that, oh, look at the shoes he's wearing. They're not Nikes. They're foot joys. So I said, you know what? I got to call the guy who knows more about the pro shoe game from endorsements, customs, et cetera, than anybody, and that would be the Action Network's Darren Ravel. Yes, sir. Is this the Darren Ravel Sneaker News Hotline? No, it is. It is. <laughs> I feel like I've got you on speed dial here. 15 <laughs> minutes, and I swear we're out the door, but two things were absolutely in your wheelhouse that were definitely on my radar screen. One is this tiger thing with his shoes, Darren. On a scale of 1 to 10, how big is it that a guy who made millions with Nike would roll up to Augusta in foot joys? Well, uh, obviously, Steve, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about Tiger, and we've had issues with Tiger before in Nike. So, um, you know, years and years ago, I remember covering when a new Tiger shoe came out. Masters was around, and, and he wasn't wearing the new ones, which you could imagine was, was a very, very big issue. But he was still wearing Nikes, though, right? Has he ever not he was, worn Nikes? He was, he was. No. Okay. No. So this is, this, is, this is the next level. Now, what's strange to me, what's very strange to me, is that you can say, well, you know, maybe the Nike just doesn't fit him right or this and that. You could come up with an orthotic of any sort and a a canvas of any sort have tiger put himself in a in a boat and put a swoosh on it right so the, so so what's interesting to me is when people say that they're not realizing this doesn't have to be a retail thing this could be something that they just is a, is a basically a piece of art but is but is anything that makes tiger comfortable so what this shows to me is that either I doubt it was that they haven't made the effort. It's that Tiger is sending a message, Ooh. and there's no there's no other explanation for it. Well, that's that's what I thought, and I I'm reading from this text thread with my golf nerd buddies, Darren, and they're like, "Yeah, Nike makes trash shoes. Go figure." No, no, no. See, yeah, that doesn't work. That does, that doesn't work because what you realize is, you know, a lot of the times. So Kevin Durant has an awful foot. Right, just from I was a foot, like like biophysically, he has a, a foot that you could never but these guys are wearing fifteen sometimes these guys are wearing fifteen, twenty thousand dollar shoes that are you know not that, that are made or stretched or yeah. Fifteen thousand yeah. dollar shoes? Yeah. yeah, just like they do with the tennis rackets. These tennis rackets that look like the latest are just painted to look like the latest. Because right. you know, it's just so 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 I, I, I would say that age-old, oh, t- you know, t- they don't make comfortable shoes. It doesn't matter. You could put a swoosh yeah. on anything. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I said to my guys, I go, you know, I thought shoes was like their thing, Nike. I know they right. failed at making golf right. clubs, and they, they've tried some other things, but like shoes, and they're, they, you know, the guys were saying, oh, Nike doesn't do shoes for comfort. They're for style and design. And price. And I said, but you're a shoe company. They should be able to be experts at the shoes by accident along the way. So you're saying, yeah, this goes up against that. They're for the athlete by the athlete, you know, that they could do anything. So I I think it's real interesting. Yeah. Fascinating because I mean, sending a message, I mean, Nike was the one that stuck with them through all of this, right? Correct. So there must be some real tension there somehow. Yep. Okay. Uh, how are things trending on the Action Network for Tiger's odds after that piece of what I call Augusta porn put out by their social media? Super slow mo, beautifully shot, looking good on a Sunday in Peach. Uh, where's his odds right now? Well, you know, so it, it it was at it was at it was at thirty three to one. It was at sixty to one. It was at forty to one. You know, and it's come down to thirty to one. Whew. I can tell you. I can tell you. The bookmakers are laughing right now. Okay, I'm willing to be on old takes exposed if you want to run this back on Sunday and Tiger okay. wins the whole thing. Okay, the bookmakers are laughing right now because at most sports books he is the most bet on, and that's just crazy. Now, I don't know if he can walk the what 
15 miles of four days in Augusta. Like, I have no idea how he could possibly do that. But if he does that, I have no further idea how it won't affect his golf game. It's pretty unusual that the books would have one entity being the most bet on guy and yet to be at such exposed odds. In right. a way, it, the, it the, book, you, the odds makers right. are betting against the public and they're yes, like, we'll yes, take yes. more action. Give us more. So this, this is another This is another thing that people don't get. Hey, why, why when you put out the numbers, are you saying that the money is on 85% on one team in the NFL? How is that possible? Right. Don't they balance it out? Nope. No, the bookmakers make bets too. <laughs> yeah. And I would say they've never had someone having most of the money and most of – no, it's most of the bets. It's not most of the money. When you look at most of the money, he's like third or fourth. So okay. it's definitely most of it. doesn't matter, though. They wouldn't be exposed at 30-1 to 1 if they felt like he really had a shot to win. All right. The second item was one shining moment. I saw you this morning belting out your rendition of it. I, too, am a big mark, a sucker for the original David Barrett version. I think it's a great piece of American sports kitchikana. You know the whole story about how this song came about. Care to let people know the backstory of one shining moment? Yeah, he was actually uh, watching like Larry Bird highlights uh, in a bar on SportsCenter. Um, and, uh, actually was inspired too by the, by the waitress at this bar. Uh, he, he, he edits that out of many of his stories cause he mm-hmm. wants to be respectful to his wife. Uh, and, um, you know, he knew, he knew Armin Katayan, uh, of CBS and without him knowing Armin, I don't think this ever gets there. Uh, but in 86 gives him the cassette tape for you kids that's thing two two wheels and rolls uh uh gives the cassette tape over and they and they loved it and uh you know it became part of lore and then i think you know luther vandross i believe that was the last song he ever sung really recorded and recorded yes and and so that would you know then they get then then they gave it to Jennifer Hudson, and people went nuts with anything other than Luther. Uh, they, they, you know, David, has, David's version has been in there um, of him, but uh, I, you know, it's it's like it's the only thing left in sports. Like when the game is over, most of the time you're out of there. Like no one is out of there. Yeah. But I was very, I was very proud to do that version that I put out this morning in 2019. You know, and I got three, 3.4 million views, which oh was more goodness. than the actual one shining moment. So, <laughs> listen, kids, don't be normal. Don't try to conform. If you're willing to do things to be seen, you will be rewarded. You know, uh, there is a growing anti one shining moment cult out there, and they've been gunning yeah, for this. There's song. a growing everything. I Get know, out of here. but I don't want to be part of that world. Listen, I understand that. I fear, though, David, that they, they're coming for the song and that at some point it's going to get knocked off the pedestal. They tried to get rid of the original da 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 and then they settled on reworking it into its current, more orchestral version. But the core of the March Madness theme song remained. At some point, they're going to say, this thing is schmaltzy, it's dated, it's like grandma's wallpaper, get rid of it. Listen, if, 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 if the reigning rights holder when NBC was done with basketball and ESPN didn't take round ball rock <laughs> i mean come on i mean i i guess everything is assailable then but that man i don't want to live in that world yet yeah. i fight on twitter every day so i guess maybe i do all right well it'll live on for another year and it'll play sometime near midnight on the East Coast after it's all said and done. And uh, I'm glad you like the song as much as I do. Darren, this concludes the Darren Ravel Action Network shoe hotline. Thank you for picking up the phone. You got it. Thanks, Steve. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. All right, we go from Darren and one shining moment to guest number two today, a man who says college hoops deserves more love opposite the football season. What's up, sir? Brian Butch, you ready to roll? I am. I'm going to go downstairs. Okay. Otherwise, we have a bunch of little kids in the background here. <laughs> Brian Butch is joining us now. He is not only a colleague on 97 through the game, 9 to noon with one John Kuhn, but also uh, the voice of the Wisconsin herd. You can see him on the Big Ten Network. He runs a billion basketball camps. They're going on right now, Butchie, right? They've already started. They are. I came back from the Final Four to run one because I had one of those. And uh, you, that's what you do. It's it's when you're a junkie, you're a junkie. I know you 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 run around a million miles a minute. But anyway, you were at the Final Four and you left on Saturday morning because you had to. You had an obligation, a commitment that you upheld, and God bless you for that. You were a little bit FOMO that you missed out on a great game, but you said in a tweet, "This is what caught my eye." You said there'll be 71,000 maniacs in here tonight watching college basketball. This sport needs more coverage during the year. And my first reaction was, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. There's 71,000 people there. What do you mean you need more coverage? But then I got it. Your point is the NFL has now blocked out the sun from the start of college basketball in late November all the way through the Super Bowl. And I want to investigate with you the why of it and what can be done maybe to fix it. What's your theory as to why this imbalance has occurred? Well, like you said, I think part of it, and not part of it, the majority of it is the NFL rules. It's a great product. Now, how it's run and, and other things like that and leadership, I think there's bigger questions there. Oh, sure. I mean, we've, I mean, you look at the Dolphins and their owner talking about possibly throwing games, and that just vanished. You know, talk about what's happening in Washington. Nobody cares anymore. Like, no. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable that the owners can get away with all of that, but it just shows how big the product is. So November comes, and it's college basketball season, and you don't hear about it. You don't see it. Now, there's some good marquee matchups that, that happen that are starting to have some attention. But the, the national media doesn't cover those games. Very rarely. ESPN will cover the opening of the Legends Classic. And that's it. You won't hear from it. The Badgers played in Maui and had a great turnout. Right. Now, obviously, from Wisconsin. Did you even know where the Maui Invitational was? 
Well, Most would, people didn't. Well, I hope it was in Maui. It was not. It was in Las Vegas, right? Oh, like, right, because of most, COVID. Because <laughs> of COVID. But most, but that's to the point, Dave. Like most people don't realize what's going on until March, and at that point, it's too late. And that's why. And this is my problem. And we've talked about this. That's why everybody worries about what do you do in March, and they don't represent or don't acknowledge the success that a team has in the regular season. Wisconsin's a prime example. I go to Wisconsin because number one, it's it's where we do the radio show. But but number two, it fits the example right now. They win a Big Ten championship. They lose in the second round. Chucky Hepper and their point guard goes down. When you don't have guard playing in the NCAA tournament, you're going to lose. That's just the reality of the NCAA tournament a little bit. Uh, and we saw that. And now all of a sudden, people came out immediately after and said it was a bad season. And to me, no, it wasn't a bad season. They just didn't finish in a six-game tournament. Yeah. The rest of the body of work says that they were the Big Ten champion. So when it now, comes when it comes to coverage, yeah. okay, I think what the NFL has become, it's become this crack cocaine of a product that is irresistible because it's the greatest Monday through Saturday soap opera punctuated by games on Sunday. And so we're addicted to the soap opera. Is Odell Beckham Jr. getting enough looks from Baker Mayfield? Does Russell Wilson still have it? And so all the daytime yak shows on ESPN are to blame for that because that occupies all of their chatter. And us in sports radio, and I am as guilty as anybody, we fall into the same addictive trap of the Monday through Friday uh, you know, soap opera that is the NFL. I remember a day when the in which college basketball was my world, Butchie, and I was a young, up-and-coming voice of the Gauchos, and I went and bought the Blue Ribbon Basketball Yearbook in the in the mid early to mid nineties. They you, still make it. Do, you, do they still make it? Do you know what Absolutely. this document was? What this Bible was back in the day? I do, and they still make it. We still get it. You As do. analysts, we still get You still get it? PDF, and I, I buy the mine PDF. a hard copy. You yep, buy a hard I copy. I buy mine a hard copy because I like having the hard copy, yeah. All right, so for those that don't know, it was actually a a, a one-inch thick book of every team in Division One, every conference, and it had a write-up with all the players and the analysis of how they're doing, published right before the tournament and put into bookstores. And you had to go find it at a certain bookstore. It's like, when is it going to be out? This is well pre-internet. This was 91, I want to say, last time I got it. They still print it out. It's very in-depth. And it was my world. And it seemed like the NFL coexisted alongside basketball, but it wasn't to the detriment of me caring about college hoops. I think the proliferation of games has hurt because Big Monday, Butchie, Big fucking Monday used to be appointment TV. Three juicy college games. Also, I think expanding the tournament, even just by a few teams, kind of hurt because it used to be, well, we got to get this big non-conference win to have resume points because we're going to come right down to the wire at the end of the year at 23 and 10 maybe. And we need to get that nudge over the cliff. There's so many games now. That's sort of taken some of the edge off of it. And I also think, obviously, with the players leaving early and now with the transfer portal, it's just hard for the casual fan to know who's who and where they are. Fair? Fair points? No, no. All, all of those are fair. So then the question becomes, how do you feel? Like, I'm, I'm a big person about, okay, if there's a problem, Instead of complaining about it, let's figure out how to fix okay. it. How and do we get more was... college basketball in our diet? I guess right? we have so, to eat it more on you, purpose. You have to. You have to. That, that, But that's any sport. If you're going to watch it and you're going to get more attention for it, how do you do that? Tim Brando is a guy that I greatly respect in the Uncle game college Timmy. basketball. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yes. And, and he, he gave me a cheers to this. He's spot on on Twitter. With a couple of beer beer glasses, and I said, all right, that, that's a guy that gets it. Now, I think Fox Sports, and I've done some stuff with Fox Sports, Big Ten Networks underneath that. I've worked for Fox Sports this past year. I think they're on to something with Friday Night Basketball. I really do. Really? I, Friday I think, Night? I, I, Friday Night. Now, Does again, that not when, cut into sacred high school basketball? It, you know what? You got to hate – something's going to fall, right? <laughs> like, that's a reality, right, Dave? Something's got to go. take one for the team. <laughs> Did the NFL care that it cut into college basketball? No, it didn't. Absolutely not. Right. So college basketball can't care about high school sports. They just can't. I, I hate to say it, um, but they can't. 
I, I think Friday night basketball is a good thing. Now I know the Big Ten's tried this a little bit with some games, but I, you know, you normally get maybe like a Big Ten game and a whack game. I think you need to start putting some marquee games on Friday nights. I think that helped drives because you get done with work, you go out to dinner, you get a 7 p.m. tip, you're home for it. Hey, oh, I didn't know this. I'm going to watch this instead of Dateline. Like, because that's what's on Friday nights, 48 hours of Dateline for crying right, out loud. Right. You, you put a decent game on, and now the attention goes to that a little bit more. I, I think that's one thing. Um, and I, I think that, you know, when you look at doing some of that, that that's how you start to fix it a little bit. I think the bigger matchups in November have to happen, but they've got to be marquee. The ACC Big Ten challenges is one. The Gavit games are, are another one where you try to put those things on. However, that's two days. Yeah. Back to back. Is there a way to stretch that out? Is there a way to bring some more attention to that? Uh, I think those are two things that I look at to try to expand the college game a little bit. Because like I said, that, down in New Orleans, the Super Bowl, 71,000 people. It was sold out at 71,500. And that was with people looking for tickets everywhere you went. Now it helps having the four, four blue bloods. Right. I totally, right. I totally get that. Right. Like, like I'm not naive to that, but there are people looking for tickets all around. So you can't tell me that people aren't invested in college basketball. Right. But it doesn't seem to be as national as it once was. Bingo. That well, it's all you become have to do. more regionalized that these yep. regional fan bases will travel, they will congregate for the Final Four, and they will fill up a giant football stadium that should never be hosting a basketball game, but don't get me started <laughs> on that. And they will buy the tickets and they will sit there and go, okay, I was there and this is great. I get that. But from a national level, one thing for me, and there's no solution to this, Butchie, there's none, but I'm just going to tell you flat out, one of the things that's hard for me now is the players all look the same in that they're all seemingly six, 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 seven, whip it thin and they can shoot, they can run, they can dunk, they can do it all. It used to be college basketball had easily identifiable shapes of players, a short guy, a fast guy, a big guy, a skinny guy, an explosive guy, a guy with a turnaround. And so they were easier to kind of visually spot. All these kids look the same coming out of the AAU factory. They're incredibly advanced skill wise. And athletic as fuck, but they kind of look alike. So, yes. However, the Big Ten had a bunch of bigs, right? Like, th that was the difference. That's what made the Big Ten fun to watch this right. year. You had everybody from Hunter Dickinson to Kofi Colburn, EJ Liddell. Even Northwestern had a guy by the name of Pete Nance, right? Like, yeah. I mean, bigs that were good. Um, that made that league different. But, but I understand where you're coming from. That's the trickle-down effect. Of what is the NBA? I mean, that, that's the reality. As a kid growing sure. up, you want to get paid, and the NBA—that's the image they want. That—that—that's the player they want. And not just um, image; it's just the skill set. They've got to be that absolutely. skilled, and they're coming into college more skilled than ever. And they're not as many homegrown players with sort of homegrown games. It's yep. just an evolution there. So it'll just take more work digging in. Now the transfer portal has also scrambled things up immensely. When is that ever going to close where it's literally every year go where you want one time? Is that open for good? I think it's open for good. I really do. Um, and I think it's one of those things that you look at it, big-time schools will always benefit. Now, there'll be guys that leave big-time schools, but they can go get whoever they want. It's, it's, the, it's the smaller schools. It's the mid-majors that are going to struggle with how to do this. And they've got to change their approach a little bit. You can still build programs. We talked with Brad Underwood, um, and he goes, I'm still going to build a program. Like, like that's what my job is to do. Now, am I going to use transfers? Am I going to am I going to have kids leave at time? Absolutely. But I'm still going to worry about building programs. And part of this is the NIL. Now, here's the thing with NIL. That, like, it's affecting the transfer portal because for before guys go into the portal, other schools are and people are reaching out and saying, "Hey, I can get you this much. I can get you fifty thousand if you come here. I can get you a hundred thousand if you come here with nil nil deals." But that was already happening on the AU circuit. It just was under the radar. Well, it happened once when they came in to college, and that was their one bite of the apple. Now they get Correct. in and they can go to the portal and get a second bite, especially if they've shown out a bit as a freshman. And they've gotten some schools really hot and horny for them. Then you go in the portal and you cup your hand to your ear, Butchie, and you're like, 
I'm listening. Who's got what for me? And the and, problem, though, yeah. like, Dave, here's the problem is now instead of a mid-major guy, let's just use Western Kentucky. That's probably a bad example because Stansbury is doing, was doing that already. Um, but um, uh, let's just – UW-Green Bay, UW-Milwaukee, right? They're not really throwing NIL deals out there, and they're not really reaching out to AU guys saying, hey, we're going to go and give this guy some money. He's a mid-major guy. They don't have to do that. They're not going to do that. Um, but now, like those mid-major guys in the in the portal, they are listening. Hey, I can get so much from for going from uh, you know UW Green Bay to um, Kentucky. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Again, right. probably bad example of UW Green Bay, but that's a, you know that's a I'm jump saying, right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a jump. But yeah. um, Murray State to Kentucky, you're going to see a lot of that. A lot of guys at Murray State right now are, are in the portal, and some of those guys will make a jump to either Kentucky. Some of them will follow their guy down to. Um, uh, Florida. So okay. there's a lot, or he's that's Sam Fran, but uh, you know, wherever Murray state coach went, um, they'll follow those guys there. And part of it will be the NIL stuff. How much do you think we missed Vital this year? Vital has been credited by many as really help helping rocket college basketball to a higher level of consciousness and prominence on the American sporting landscape. I do think it hurts some of the energy. I really do. Now, you know, we heard uh, uh, Greg Gumbel come out and say, hey, well, I don't think people tune in to listen to broadcasters yeah, for that, that kind of money. And <laughs> and I kind of agree. Like, I kind of agree. By the way, what is he doing? Shut your hole, Greg yeah. Gumbel, you yeah. dummy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you can have but that opinion. Of, don't share yes. that in public, you dum-dum. Because you're, you're killing all, all of us. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. They might start listening to you, for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I kind of agree to a certain extent to that, though. Like, However, there's guys that are pros at this, and there are guys that are trying to cut their teeth. And when you listen to a broadcast, you can definitely tell the difference. And it's not it's not maybe necessarily the delivery of it, but it's the knowledge. But it's the information of, the, of yeah. like, Tim Brando being, doing this for sure. 30 years. And having these conversations through 30 years with these guys, I mean, there's so many things that those guys get by doing it the right way. Yeah. Well, Dickie V, more than just a an announcer with an energetic style, he was and is an evangelist for yes. the sport. And he is like a pulpit preacher that commands attention. Oh, this is so great. Look at the energy of these kids. This is amazing. And he pumps up the players, the diaper dannies, and he pumps up the coaches, and he makes them icons. And some would say it's a bit much and it's a bit unseemly, but it was the best thing college basketball had going for it. And I do, do hope he gets back next year. I know he's on the mend. Well, and this is where having Dickie V helps because on first take and all these big time TV shows that all they talk is the NFL all the time, you can put Dickie V on for 20 minutes and it changes the dialogue. It changes the conversation because he's entertaining to sit and watch. I can watch Dickie V on TV for 20 minutes, talk about college basketball and not know anything about it and still be entertained. Yeah. And that's what we're, that's what we missed this year. Like I said, there were 71,000 people. That place was packed. Does it hurt? People, I like, know. It, Does it, it hurt know. that the game was on TBS? I, I do think a little bit. I actually had a chance, a great um, conversation with the producer that was putting all the shows together on that. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, why is it? He goes, well, just it's contractual and it's flips and flops. And that's how it works. And we roll with it. Um, but I do think for, for – the non-basketball fan, I do think that it hurt a little bit. I, I really do because yeah. I think you throw it on a national CBS. Even grandma and grandpas are watching it, right? Well, like, I mean, right. Just, That's the thing. Like, my mom, my mom yes. would watch it. I'm not sure if my mom made it to TBS. She'll flip exactly. through. You know, NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC. Boom! Oh, look, there's basketball. I'm in. If you didn't call grandma and tell her that the Final Four was on, did she have it on? I think the answer is probably no. It with it not being on CBS. Probably not. Probably not. So, which again, are those the viewers you want? Like that's a different. But in college basketball, the way it is, and what you had, yeah, you want all your viewers. Right now, that being said, it was the highest viewed Final Four since 2017. Yeah. So now we launch into the post K era. As an exit question, how do you think the Shire regime is going to go? Is it going to be like the show goes on? No blip whatsoever. Is it going to be wobbly at first, but then get its legs? Or could there be a serious downturn if he's not the guy? 
Well, I played with John in a couple of summer um, events that okay. I that I did. So, uh, I mean, I, I thought highly of him then. I thought he was very intelligent, um, understood the game, basketball IQ wise. You kind of knew um, he was going to be a coach at some point, Dave. Like you just, there's just guys that you play with that you. Joe Kravnoff was a guy, one of my teammates. So this dude's going right. to be a coach. Tanner Bronson was a walk-on, not a great basketball player, but you knew he's going to be a heck of a coach. He's with Sarah, He's with uh, South. I believe he's with South Carolina, or will be with uh, Coach Lamont Paris, who got that gig. Um, now the question is, who does he keep on staff with Wishire to be? Because um, Nolan Smith took as an assistant job at Louisville just today. Um, so, so what, like who is on his staff? I think you've got to have some older guys to help maneuver this. I think Shire can go recruit. We've seen that with the recruiting class that he's bringing in. Here's the thing. Players win. Like as much as you want to coach, you look at the teams that coach K has had like players win. Now I know the argument is Cal and what he's done, but I, I think you, you fit with this. Um, I actually think he probably does pretty darn good. I think it's a little rocky. I don't think it's a sunken ship type deal. I, I, I do think it's kind of one of those, but they're going to be top of the ACC. The ACC is just not a great conference. Like everyone wants to say, oh, well, look at they got three teams in the lead eight and all this other stuff. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Pac-12. What did the Pac-12 do? Like it, it all evens out. You can't base a conference on a six-game tournament. I'm, I'm firm on that. Like that doesn't tell you how good the conference is. Right. It tells you how good of a three weeks they have. Yeah. So and matchup wise, so I do think that they're going to be top of the ACC. I do think there's going to be some learning curves as well, though. Like I think that's kind of where it is. I think it's kind of right in the middle. You're going to see some of the really good things because they're going to continue to get players, so they're going to be relevant. And then how does he handle the on-court adjustments? As a young coach, it just takes time. That's that's the thing that makes me nervous. Is okay, you know, let's say Larry and I go down to Miami, you know, changes something. Up. You're telling me that John Shire can coach with Tony Bennett right now? There's too many in-game adjustments right yeah. now that Tony Bennett will make. Tony Bennett did it to K. So I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. All right. At least one time a week, especially during the uh, college basketball season, starting late November with these preseason blockbuster tournaments, and hopefully they're going to get back to actual Hawaii again next year. Promise, one day a week on five wide, you and I just take over, dig into the college basketball, Kuhn doesn't like it. He can pound sand. Josh and Billy don't like it. They can pound sand. We're going hard. Pumpkin talk once a week. Minimum. You know me. You know me. You get me going. I'm not going to stop on this thing. Because this game tonight, this Kansas and North Carolina, give me some of this. Who's who's Roy rooting for? Has he said? Has he declared? What has he said? So I did. You never heard the story. I I was recruited by Roy Williams. No kidding. So I sat. I uh, Dad Gummit. Dad Gummit. We want. We want to get you here, Brian. Now come on, they, Dad Gummit. Uh, well, I sat. I sat down as a seventeen-year-old kid at Roy Williams' kitchen table in Can- Lawrence, Kansas. Get out. And his wife was making waffles, and I knew that the North Carolina job was going to open because Matt Doherty was there, and I just got off my visit to North Carolina, and Rashad McCants and all these guys talked horrible about Matt Doherty. And I knew that job was going to be done. I knew that job was going to be open. And I asked Roy Williams, I said, coach said, how long are you going to be at Kansas? He goes forever, Brian. What do you mean? I said, coach, (laughs) is there, is there a job? Is there a job you would leave for? And and this is where I have ultimate respect for Roy Williams. He looked me at the face of 78 and said, Brian, there's one place that's still home to me. It's Chapel Hill, North Carolina. If that job opens up, I would be very hard for me to say no to it. And I said, my goodness. And then about five months later, I got on the phone and he, I'll always remember this. I have ultimate respect for him. He said, Brian, I'm going to take my Kansas hat off and I'm going to talk you through this decision. We talked through this. And at the end of that, about two hour conversation, he looked at me and he said, or he, he on the phone says to me, he goes, Brian, I think you, I think you should stay at Wisconsin. That's where your heart's at. I said, Aww. like, I go, are you right. like, you I mean, me? unbelievable. Yeah. Like unbelievable. He goes, I want you just because I said that I still want you <laughs> to be a Jayhawk. Bro. But, so, yeah. but again, I said, I said I, for the rest of my life, I'll, I'll, I'll appreciate that. And I'll cheer for that guy, except for when we played him in the lead eight, but you, that was a different story. You, you don't regret not going to Kansas, do you? I don't because there's so many moving parts. Like there was uh, at, at Arizona, Lute Olson retired. Roy went to North Carolina. Would that have worked based on the roster? Like who would have been at Kansas? 
Marquette, uh, I had five schools, Wisconsin, Marquette, North Carolina, Kansas, Arizona. Uh, Marquette, Tom Crean, he left the only coach that stuck around. And everyone that says that you don't go to, you know, you go to a school because of the academics is full of crap. You go because of the head coach, the right. coaching staff, right? The only coach that stayed around for my entire time was Bull Run. So whether I would have gone to a school, I would have transferred before transferring was that, I would have had to sit out. All those things would have been in play if I didn't go to Wisconsin. I went to Wisconsin and, and, um, and the rest of the figured history. it all out. But, uh, do yeah. you, remember, you remember when Ronnie uh, Roy Williams went off on Bonnie Bernstein? who dared to ask him about that game. Carolina job. Yeah, Very understandably, absolutely. you didn't want to address this issue during the week, but many people out there with the game over want to know what your level of interest is in the North Carolina job, Coach. Bonnie, I could give a flip about what those people want. As a journalist, you have to ask that question. I understand that, but as a human being... That's, that's all those people that want that answer to know right now. They're not very sensitive. If they offer you the job, though, would you be willing to take I'm it? Not, I haven't thought about that for one second. <laughs> I haven't thought about that for one second. And the guy in your ear that told you you have to ask that question, as a journalist, that's fine. But as a human being, that's not very nice because it's not very sensitive. And i got to think that in tough times that people should be more sensitive. I could give a about North Carolina right now. I've got 13 kids in that locker room that I love. There you go. A moment in history. I loved it. But then, you know what's it? That, the he, thing is, that was the, real. Then he, then he took the job. <laughs> yeah, he, and he, he knew he was going to take the job. Right. But at that point, to be able to separate himself, um, I'm sorry, I liked it. But I also loved Coach, uh, Coach K's conversation like yesterday. You didn't. I oh, did. where he I, said, I just didn't, I, I thought when he said, you're welcome, it was a weird thing. That's yeah, all. When, I actually, <laughs> I, I mean, I think those guys are true to, to those teams. Like, the thing about K is, he could have really made this about him. The media at the beginning of the year tried to make it about him. Those big talk shows that we taught that we, you know, yeah. don't think cover enough of basketball. It's because the narratives are wrong. They tried to push K and K said, uh-uh, we're not doing this. It's about these kids. And that that to me, I got a lot of respect for K because that was the approach this year. He could have made it about him. And because every media outlet gave him a chance to do that and he didn't. All right. One shining moment tonight. I can't wait for it. I'm a sap for it. Butchie, Absolutely. good talk, and we will we will vow to put more college basketball in our diet because it deserves Ab- to be there, and it's a great fucking sport. Amen Absolutely. To that. Absolutely. I've been on two shining, two one-shining moments in my lifetime, man. It was great. I love it. I remember watching both of them as soon as it <laughs> happened. My old man called me both times, man. We were in tears. It was awesome. All right, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Butchie. All right. Sounds good, Zane. Thanks. See you, bud. All right, let's wrap on some quickies here. Opening day is coming up. Ryan Glassbeagle of the New York Post tweets, there is zero demand for Cubs tickets on opening day. Under $10 to get in, under $25 before bleachers, uh, for bleachers before fees. And yeah, I get that it's a weekday afternoon, but that's usually the case, and it used to be like $100 or more to get into Wrigley. The World Series goodwill has all eroded. Yes, and the Brewers will be there for opening day. I would make a crack about the general fandom of Cubs fans, but who am I? Lee Elia? No. Ben Simmons has been ruled out for the rest of the regular season in the play-in tournament, according to Nets coach Steve Nash. He seems to be legitimately injured with some sort of back injury, but now he's petitioning Uh, through a grievance to get his money back from the Sixers when the season started, and he began in a pouting war with his former team. So he's giving a consistent level output no matter what team he's on. There was a trade in the NFL. The Eagles sent picks numbers 16, 19, and 194. I'm sorry, yeah. The Eagles sent 16, 19, and 194 to the Saints in exchange for picks 18, 101, 237, and a 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 second-round pick. The Saints now are at 16 and 19 in the first round. The Eagles are at 15 and 18. If all those numbers make you go, huh? What? It sounds like the Saints gave up way too much just for another mid-first-round pick this year, well before you know what the board is going to look like, but okay. We'll see how that works out. Mike Francesa tweets after the Carlos Beltran admission about the cheating that was going on by the Astros, quote, the Yanks lost the 2017 ALCS because they scored three runs 
in four losses in Houston. They were blanked in Game 7. McCullers threw four scoreless innings in relief. Yanks knew what was coming, curveballs, and couldn't hit them. Enough excuses. You know, something to be said there for old Mike Francesa. I miss Funhouse with the almost daily clips of something insanely narcissistic or just stupid or random or Francesa pretending he didn't say something when he actually did. And then there's this. The headline says it all. Southwest Airlines passenger facing federal charges for masturbating four times on flight from Seattle to Phoenix. Four times? Who was counting exactly? And if you started one session but didn't finish, does it count as a incident? Either way, this asshole should be on everyone's no-fly list, and he should absolutely go to jail for a good three months, minimum. As Elaine Bennis once said on Seinfeld, we're running a society here. Actually, that was Costanza, I believe, to Elaine. Not sure about that, but don't quote me. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for listening and downloading. Spread the word. Rate and review. It tickles the algorithmic overlords. Thank you to Darren Ravel and Brian Butch for joining me. Hope you enjoyed the game late on Monday night. We will talk about it with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and we will all see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZAVE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.